NBL champion Damon Lowry, he's a man that pulls no punches and he's ready to deal out some blows after round four of the Hungry Jacks NBL. What's up in Brisbane? What on earth is up in Perth? And are the teams at the top here to stay? We're about to get into all that and more. It's NBL now this Tuesday, October 24. Joel Peterson with you alongside the bilingual broadcaster, me podcastro favorito. And he's my favorite podcaster to borrow a phrase from the great man. Good to see you, Damon Lowry. Hola, mi amigo. <laughs> yeah, you lost me. You lost me. I had three words. I had them, I wrote them down. I carefully researched it off Gary Brown's Instagram, and now you've lost me. It was, uh, it was nice to see him give you a little bit of a shout out, though, on Instagram. Good on him. That's my man. Absolutely. Um, gee, it's been a uh, a big, big week of of NBL. Um, interesting stat that popped up on the NBL website and app today. Of course, the NBL app, the place to get all your news throughout the course of the season. If it feels like this season's been close, uh, it certainly has been. Twenty eight games have been decided by ten point five points on average. That would be the lowest margin ever. It feels like there's not much in it, Damon, and there's certainly not. That's right. That's what makes every every round, every game so exciting. Anything literally can happen. You never know which team is not going to show up. And all it takes is that one bad quarter, um, an off-shooting night. Next thing you know, you're staring down a barrel of a defeat that you, that you didn't see coming. I'm going to borrow a phrase from Peter Hawley and say, it's almost like every moment matters. <laughs> That's the case this season in the NBL. Um all Espanol aside and Peter Hooliisms, let's get cracking and tackle the, the question. I think it's on every NBL fan's mind at the moment, particularly those that are wearing red. Uh, what on earth is going on with the Wildcats, Damon? Yeah, the Perth got issues. The Wildcats, this is this is the way I see it. They don't have a role player in their starting five. Bryce Cotton has never been in this situation before where he's got other guys on his team in his starting five that think they're just as good as Bryce. The Webster brothers don't look at Bryce like he's the man. Because Corey and Ty goes, hey, I think we the man too. Jordan Usher goes, hey, I think I'm the man too. When in reality, in total reality, Bryce Cotton is the best player in that team. And I think those new guys haven't really bought into that. That's not to say that they can't have their scoring nights. Because Bryce isn't a selfish player. But they need to get that guy involved and make it kind of their mission to, you know, sacrifice more than what, what they're doing. And to the detriment of Bryce, his personality. He's a nice guy. He's a quiet guy. He, he's not an alpha dog. He's not Mitch Creek. If Mitch Creek, if, <laughs> let the Phoenix starve Mitch Creek for five or six minutes and see what happens. Mitch will let you know that Bryce isn't that kind of guy. So it's going to it's gonna have to be a collective sacrifice going on to help Bryce be more of himself. Are you concerned about Bryce's form individually? Oh, look, he's not shooting the ball well. but And everybody's going through slumps. But I think Bryce is shooting the ball poorly as well as his team not seeming to give a damn. I think you, you put that cocktail together, and that's why you see a kind of a mopey Bryce. It's, it's, it's not a good look, and um, I think that's contributed to his struggles. He played 39 minutes on Saturday against uh, against Adelaide. Is there a player, Damon, you see in that in that Perth lineup that could potentially come in off the bench? I mean, Jesse Wagstaff started the other night. He played six minutes. He started game one and played limited minutes as well. Is there a player you can see coming in off the bench to fill that role in the starting lineup? Or 
Uh, how does John really retool to get that role player in alongside Bryce Cotton? You need to have a conversation. And this is why I like teams that can go out there and have those player meetings, no coaches, but just some honest conversation. Go, hey, fellas, what are we going to do? This ain't good enough. But when you talk about bringing somebody off the bench, if only Perth had a seven foot one Kevin Garnett slash Rasheed Wallace type dude that's going to go top two in the draft, if only they had one of them kind of dudes and played them 25 to 30 minutes. I tell you what, that might go a long way too. Or a uh, a, a, a young Perth kid that might, whose name might rhyme with uh, Den Penchel <laughs> might uh, be handy to get him some uh, him some run in there as well. Um, they play Brisbane on Friday. Brisbane's lost four in a row after they started two and zip. Shannon Scott's injured. No Aaron Baines this weekend. He's not back until round six. Um, Derek Rucker said on Sunday on the moments that mattered that it is season over for the loser. Are we there yet in your mind? I'm going to disagree with Derek, Derek on this one and say the season is already over for the Brisbane Bullets. And this is with all due respect. Them guys are going to come out and play as hard as they can. They're going to compete. They are in the middle of a, of, of a rebrand, if you will, culture-wise. They don't have, the way I see it, enough talent to be able to make that top six. So, of course, when they start the season, they don't think it's over. But who had them in their six? Nobody. So, for all intents and purposes, Brisbane this year is playing the spoiler role. If you go in there and you take them for granted, they can get hot. They got some players that got pride, and they can beat you. But in the big scheme of things, I'd be shocked if Brisbane made the top six. Still a game that, uh, that Perth have got to have on uh, on Friday night, so we don't have to wait long to uh, to see that one. We talk about Bryce Cotton, Nathan Sobey played his absolute heart out on Saturday against the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix as well, but just didn't have a great shooting night. Uh, apart from that, it's been a really good season for the little man, David. Uh, Jordan Crawford, PJC over in New Zealand, your man Gary Brown alongside Will Cummings, even Ben Ayres got flames coming out of his hands at the moment uh the the little guys are having a good run at it as a foundation member of the little man society card carrying card carrying member of the little big man society i, I love to see it we sick of all your jokes lenar copeland talking about how short we are peter holy cracking jokes about me sitting on phone books you know what now you watch these guys take the torch and run with it Jordan Crawford, oh my God. Jordan Crawford makes moves every game and ain't nobody ever seen before. This dude is totally unguardable, unselfish, playing in the right team for the right coach. Then you look at Parker over there in New Zealand. My God, the fastest man in Australia. Getting any kind of shot he wants. And of course, me and me go over there in Southeast Melbourne, Phoenix, with Ben Air off the bench. This is the year of the little big man, so you can take all your little jokes and you know what to do with him. Absolutely. It's uh, it's been fun. And gee, but seeing Parker Jackson Cartwright in person and having seen Jordan Crawford in person this year, they uh they do some pretty some pretty special things. Um we did have the chance to to see Melbourne up close and personal on Sunday. Uh and Tazzy also played on Sunday. That they were the two big winners out of Sunday afternoon, that double header. Um there's two spots in the finals. They're first and second at the moment. I'm not trying to quote anything there, but it's spring racing carnival season, Damon. It's Cox Plate this Saturday. 
it's almost like the whole field jumped out of the barriers. A couple had to be sort of pushed out, given a little bit of shove. Come on, get going, get going, up you go. And now we've just got these two thoroughbreds who are settling at the front of the race, Melbourne out in front, Tassie are just slotted in behind. There's a long way to go, but do you think that that these two are, have, have separated themselves in any way from the rest after the first few rounds? Absolutely. Tasmania, I mean, the one game they lost to the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, they barely lost. I mean, you know what I mean? So you got to you gotta play your absolute A game at this stage of the season to beat the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers. Melbourne United, my God, what a juggernaut. And they missing Delhi. I mean, not a J- JLA is him and, him and I up 40, my God. So them two are clear, looking like a grand final kind of a setup between them two. But when DJ Boss Hogg shows up in Sydney, we're going to have to have another conversation because the Kings ain't going nowhere. And also the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, because they're playing with all guns blazing. Everybody's understanding their role. They know who they are as a team. There's a few teams in the league that don't know who they are. Like speaking about Perth earlier, where the Phoenix, they know exactly who they are, where their strengths lie. So those four teams right now are my are my top four. And keeping in mind, New Zealand will be there in the end once once the dust settles a little bit. Yeah, they get back home this weekend. Interesting about the Phoenix, though. There just seems to be a good feeling within their group at the moment too, as well as outside of it, which is a, a really good sign. Um, some good news on the NBA front too. Of course, the NBA season's just around the corner. It feels like it only ended yesterday with the Denver Nuggets winning the championship uh, in the NBA. Um, Josh Giddy and Usman Jean both having their options picked up uh, by the Oklahoma City Thunder, of course, with with Giddy, who's just going to be primed for a breakout season, hopefully. Not as good a news for Jack White and Joe Brief, who were both waived. Um, there's probably a few more players on on roster bubbles over the next week or so as teams finalise their their 15-man rosters for the NBA season. Has this got the potential to be another influx of talent for NBL teams? Oh, it would be awesome to see both of those guys, Jack White and Duarte Reef, back in the NBL, but I just don't think they're ready to come back. I mean, they're on the they're on the bubble of having an NBA career. It might have to take another couple of twists and turns, maybe, maybe dip off to Europe, maybe get picked up and play G League again. I don't know, but I don't think they're going to come back to the NBL. I really wouldn't want them to at this stage in their career. And just so you know, this is hard. Making the NBA, for everybody that says, oh, this guy is almost in the NBA, this guy's an NBA player, it is damn hard to make the association. Here we have two Australian boomers that can't stick just yet. So it's hard. So I hope those guys stick it out. And, um, yeah, I think they got what it takes to eventually get in. Oh, we certainly hope so. Uh, if they if they can't make it, then we, uh, I think they'd be welcome back to uh, to the NBL with open arms. Uh, Damon, gracias. Good to see you and uh, have a good week. Hasta mañana. You lost me again. Absolutely lost me again. That's all for us here on NBL. Now, keep your eyes peeled to the NBL app throughout the week for all the latest news as it drops.